If I don't really follow the structure, I'm really sorry. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. So I work for an organization called Survival International. We call ourselves the Global Movement for Tribal People's Rights. We were founded in 1969, and basically what we try and do is show the world what, how these peoples are being oppressed. And it's actually a, a, such a huge problem because although you may think it's quite marginal, well, they are marginal because they're outside of centralized, industrialized society. So they're wildly overlooked, and also their rights are always oppressed because it's so easy to do that. They're very vulnerable. There's a, they number about 150 million in the world. So as, the, as a minority, they're the world's collect, largest collective minority. Um, and they are subject to so much racism because people just assume that they're backwards and primitive because they have a different way of living, which isn't true because if they were from the past and ancient savages, they wouldn't be alive today. And also it is racism, racism that underpins a lot of what people think of tribal peoples, you know, kind of fetishized as the other, you know, all these kinds of things. And it's just what we're trying to do is change people's opinions at the core because otherwise these governments, corporations are justified. That is our website. Yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> um, Mark Rylance is one of our ambassadors, so there's a video with him in it. It's really good. Um, so I was told, also, I've got some more notes, but if you want to find out more, you can look online. It's probably better that way. Um, but I was asked to speak about why I wanted to do this as a job. Basically, my job at the moment, I'm... Um, I work in the director's office, so we are looking at the, the greatest strategy, um, how we're going to change pe people's minds and tell them more about it. Um, so we have cases, like for example, you can see Indian Tiger Reserves. We have tribal conservationists, people being um, abused in the name of conservation, pushed off their lands um, to make way for national parks and things. But I, I became interested in this at university when um, Oh, it's going to sound really cliche now, so I'm not going to go into it, but um, <laughs> it's super cliche. Um, well, okay, I actually got into development first, so I did development studies at university, and then I realized that actually this kind of Western concept of going in and putting in your idea of development on other people's isn't sustainable, and also it's not inclusive of the people you're trying to help, so you should really um, look at it from the grassroots up and let them lead and choose. It's all about self-determination. And then I saw, well, you know, they're in our wider consciousness, these tribal peoples who are self-sufficient, who live off the land and who are just, you know, they don't have the same problems as us, debt, poverty, homelessness, all, all this. They have communal lifestyles. And I thought they should be given the chance to choose because why, who are we to say how they should live if they've got a great way already? And the irony is, um, with all this climate change, they're going to be at the tip of the spearhead of all the negative effects because they don't throw away all this rubbish, all this landfill and stuff, but they're going to be the first ones to really suffer, along with many other people in the world. But So, yeah, I just I love what survival is about. It's about self-determination and letting people know that there are other ways of living that you, you, know, you shouldn't discriminate because of that. And I think that fits in nicely with everyone's fear in, you know, times at the moment with Trump and Brexit and stuff, everyone's very scared and just like, oh no, different is really bad. More than ever, I feel like people get disillusioned with it. But I think we should look to them as inspiration because, you know, they, they've got lots of answers. They've got a lot of insight. They've been around for millennia, millennia, a lot of them. So we, you know, different ways of living. We can all help each other 
and help each other, kind of help the environment, that kind of stuff. So I think that's it. <laughs> Thanks. Oh my, thanks. <laughs> um, that's, like, that really resonated with me because this week I was thinking about our differences and culturally I think we're coming to a place where we don't celebrate difference anymore. And so like we often think we're better than you and so then we're going to like run over your differences and make you like us. Um, and that isn't what God says. Actually God celebrates all of our differences and he loves us individually. He made us individually for a reason. Um, I might just pray. We didn't pray. I'm going to pray. Um, God, thank you so much. Um, that you love our differences and you love each and every one of us, um, wherever we are in the world, whatever we're doing. Um, you made us. So you specifically put us where you put us and you, you put goodness around us and you put goodness in us and everything we have is valuable to you, Lord God. And we just, like, we just bless tribal peoples all over the world. And actually, we bless governments to see the value in them and just to see um, who they really are and not to um, impose restrictions on them. Lord, we just declare freedom over them. We just um, want to come into your freedom and we want just everyone to be released to be who they are and not to feel like they have to assimilate um, into the presiding, like, the big culture, Lord. So we just... Um, yeah, we just bless you. We thank you for you, made us all to being. We just want to just be who we are, Lord. Uh, and as we look in, into d- disappointment and dealing with that, we just pray to open our hearts and our minds um, to what you have for us, and just uproot stuff that isn't of you, and just be working away, making us more like you. Um, amen. Nadine.